The Chicago White Sox, this is a team that should be in contention this year. Jim, the, the White Sox, they finished 81-81 and 81 last year, second place in the Central. They missed the playoffs. But, I mean, this was a team last year that just got decimated with injuries. Lewis Robert got hurt. Eloy Jimenez got hurt. Um, I would have to say emotionally, Lucas Giolito probably has damage uh, from that season that he put forth last year. Uh, so there were a lot of troubling things for the White Sox. I'm not going to give them a mulligan because they didn't even finish under 500. But, Jim, for the uh, the White Sox this offseason, did they do the right things to help themselves improve? You know, they weren't very aggressive in the offseason, but I did like the moves they made. Let's start with the hiring of Pedro Griffal, who I think has already built a really good culture has really good communication skills and has instant respect from the clubhouse in Chicago. Look, Tony LaRusse is a Hall of Fame manager. It's nothing against him, but you know there was a little bit of a, a barrier between him and the players. Um, and so I think bringing in a younger manager that relates better to this group of players, I think is going to be beneficial. To your point, they got to stay healthy. Now, the moves they made, they brought in Andrew Benatendi, on a five-year, $75 million deal. Um, I thought Andrew would go back to the Yankees. The Yankees desperately needed him for left field. They needed a left-hand hitter with a high on base. I thought it was a great trade when the Yankees got him in July and was disappointed that they weren't able to bring him back because I didn't think five years, $75 million was too much money for what he brings to the table. For the White Sox, he brings on-base percentage. He brings a good defensive left fielder who's already won a gold glove. And more importantly, he brings a left-handed bat, which better balances out that Chicago lineup that was a little bit too right-handed. Now, the other move they made was they brought Elvis Andrews back to play second base, a position he really hadn't played much of. Uh, but he'll be at second with Timmy Anderson at shortstop. And I think now that you're banning the shift, the range of Andrus will come into play. And Elvis, look, he had a good year last year. You'd say what you want about him. He, he um, Especially after he got traded to Chicago, he held his own. Um, and then the only other move they made, Howard, was they brought in Mike Clevenger from the San Diego Padres, the former Guardian, on a one-year $12 million deal. I didn't love this deal just because talking to Clevenger in October, Mike kept telling me that, one day the command's there, the next day it's not. One day the velocity's there, one day it's not. You know, he's one of those guys that didn't completely come back from Tommy John and isn't the same guy he was in Cleveland. And so, you know, I know it's only one year, but still $12 million for Mike Clevenger. Anyway, I hope it works out. I will be drafting absolutely none of Clevenger, absolutely none of Andrus, and absolutely none of Benatendi. But understand this. There's a lot of White Sox players I do like. Well, never say never, Jim. I mean, listen, the late rounds can go a little funky for everybody. So uh, that's not to say that I don't have myself a, a slice of Clevenger. And uh, I don't think I have a, a slice of Andrews yet. But when you're digging deep and you're doing these like draft champions over at uh, uh, on the NFBC platform, you know, it's a 50-round draft and you can't make moves. So... Uh, it's definitely something to look at. Let's go around the diamond here for the uh, the White Sox. Let's talk about the players you do like for fantasy. Jim, Yasmani Grandal behind the plate. Andrew Vaughn over at first. Elvis Andrews at second. Yohan Moncada at third. Timmy Anderson at short. Uh, the outfield right now, you've got it featuring uh, Andrew Benintendi, Lewis Robert, and Oscar Colas. Um, but you also have Eloy Jimenez listed as the DH, but you know that Eloy wants to play the field. So 
could be very intriguing to see how much of the uh, the outfield Eloy Jimenez gets to play, uh, which would then put Oscar Colas uh, in a, in a little bit of a battle with uh, with Gavin Sheets. Maybe um, who do you like, Jim? Who are you drafting? Well, I'm drafting a lot of Lewis Robert. Um, I love him in the fourth round. I've taken him in the third round. Um, he's a target of mine. You know, I, I, he just has never been healthy. And, you know, I, I still think he's a 30 homer, 30 still guy. And he's a plus defender in center field. But in fantasy, he profiles out and, and should be considered in the area of Randy er, er, Rosarina, Cedric Mullins, Corbin Carroll. He's in that group of four to be more specific. Um, I love Eloy Jimenez. You know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think he's a 300, 30, 100 guy. That's what I think he's going to be. He hasn't been healthy. Um, bothers me a little bit. He's going to be a full-time DH, although maybe he ends up in right field. We'll see. Not very good out there. Um, but we need to get his bat going. I love both of them. I love Andrew Vaughn. I think he has his breakout year. You know, this is a guy that was drafted in the first round because he could hit with power. And then because they had Jose Abreu, they put him in left, they put him in right, they put him in DH. None of those places work for him. He needs to play first. Now he's there. He's at home. So now he can just hit. This guy can hit, I'm telling you, average and power. So I'll have shares of, of Andrew Vaughn as well. So uh, I, Tim Anderson, if, if all the shortstops I have are gone that I like at the top, uh, like Trey Turner's, the Bo Bichette's, you know, if they've come and gone, I'll consider Tim Anderson in the in the range of Bogarts and Seeger and Correa somewhere in there. Uh, so I would take him. I like the fact he hits 300. I don't want him in on-base league. I only want him in average league. Uh, I think he'll steal bags, but I love Timmy. I love the bat flips. Uh, Yoen Benkata, I just haven't liked what I've seen, so I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to go back there. Colas, look, I think he's got a chance to hit. I'm not going to ch- take a chance on his, on his rookie year. I want him to do it first. So I'm not going to live with the inconsistencies. What I don't like is he doesn't hit the cutoff man. What I don't like is he's not a good base runner. At 24 years old, I think he'll drive the manager crazy early in the season because he's just not a fundamentally sound player. But I do like the bat, and I do think he's got power, and I do think he could become a guy. I'm just not going to take him until he does it because he's one of those guys I can't. Like, I'll bet on Corbin Carroll and Jordan Walker, but I can't bet on Colas. Even though Colas could be a great rookie, and this has the potential to be rookie of the year. I just haven't seen it, and I wanted to do it first, in my opinion. Okay, definitely makes sense. He's going super late in drafts, folks. So, you know, listen, if you uh, if you want to take that shot, just make sure you've got the rest of your outfield already situated. Um, let's go to the, to the pitcher's mound here. Jim, Dylan Cease, Lance Lynn, Lucas Giolito, Michael Kopech, and the aforementioned Mike Clevenger sitting there right now for the, uh, for the White Sox. I mean, from a from a talent standpoint, Jim, it's a rock solid one through four. We just need them all to put it together at the same time. Yeah, I love Cease. He can lead. He can lead my rotation. Look, I don't. You got to be careful on whatever the structure of the league is because he's going to walk too many. You're not going to love the whip, but you're going to get the strikeouts, and he may get a Cy Young in it. You know, he's he's Cy Young caliber. So I love I love him. Now, the other two guys, Lance Lynn, the end of last year, looked like he was a little bit in decline. I don't know. He worries me a little bit. He's reinvented himself, but he is another year older, so I'm a little bit concerned about him. Should be solid, though, in terms of innings. Um, I won't have a lot of shares of him. I'll pick some pitchers around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucas Giolito, look, he's got really upside to bounce back. 
So if he's in the right round, I might take a chance on him. But also knowing his makeup and character, and it's not because he bakes cakes. It's just that I don't know how he's going to handle his free agent year. You know, he's not the toughest guy in the room. I, I like him. I love the talent. I love the ability. But he, he's, he's not that mean guy when everything's on the line. And I don't know how he's going to handle that pressure of the free agent year. Um, and then I have no interest in Clevenger. And I think Kobeck has hurt too much, so I'm not going to go there. So in terms of rotation, I'm in on Cease. Maybe Giolito, but it's got to be in the right spot. All right. Closing for the uh, the White Sox, obviously Liam Hendricks still banged up. Not sure exactly when he comes back. They've got Kendall Graveman penciled in as the, for the time being. They also have Reynaldo Lopez, Aaron Bummer, Joe Kelly, Jake Diekman. Um, Graveman, Jim? Interesting. Yeah, if you had to pick one that probably gets the most <laughs> saves of the group, it would be him. They'll probably mix and match. You know, Bummer's the lefty with a great sinker. Lopez, they're talking about, is a possibility to do that. And then when Hendricks comes back, they all go back to the setup role. But again, it's one of those teams where nothing's guaranteed. It's just like, you know, we talked about the Phillies, you know, last segment. You just it, it's you just don't know what they're going to do until Hendricks comes back. You, you do not. So kind of pick and choose. The, the lean is Graveman right now. Um what about coming up later on? I mean, obviously, again, it's a it's a it's a fairly strong veteran team um, with a few holes here and there. And obviously, last year injuries cropped up so much. Anything on the horizon? Prospects you like in this group? Yeah, there's a bunch of prospects I like. I like the shortstop, the first round pick they had. Um, Colson Montgomery uh, was the first round pick. Uh, two, not last year, the year before last. Um, and I like him. He continues to develop, so he's he's a guy. Um, I like Brian Ramos, the third baseman's got a chance. They got some pitching prospects I like. Um, you know, you've got Christian Menya. Um, you got a southpaw named Noah Schultz, a righty named Sean Burks, and maybe a little infield named Lenny Solsa. But you know, look, I, in a dynasty league, I'm going to recommend Colson Montgomery. That's the guy. And in terms of for this year, Colas is the guy. And they're giving him every chance. We'll see how quickly how quickly he adjusts, how quickly he learns, how quickly he adjusts. That's going to be important for Colas's chance to succeed this year. All right. Any other names that uh we should kind of keep on our radar? Got anything else or no? It's fine if you say no. Maybe Jose Rodriguez is a name Maybe. that I would okay. throw in there in that group, an infielder. Okay. All right. That's that seems fair. Um, a, an aggressive front office here, Jim. Uh, you know, if if they're obviously if they're if they're pushing towards it, what do you think? Do they make that move? I think they're going to be more like the Cardinals, which is they'll make the precision move. I don't think you're going to see the huge move during the year. I think they really made their bed with this team, and now they're going to lay in it. If they need a piece, yes, I think Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner, Kenny Williams, the president, Rickon, the GM. We'll make that one singular move, but I wouldn't look for a lot of wheeling and dealing. I think they really want this group to win. They've worked hard to build the core. They want to see what Robert, Jimenez, Vaughn, and Colas can do. So I, I, Ben Attendee was the move that they made. I don't see another one. If they do anything, it'll be for pitching. Okay, fair enough. Well, let's wrap it up here with the Chicago White Sox. Jim, as always, we like to go with one sleeper and one bust. I'm going to go with Lewis Robert as my sleeper just because I'm watching where he's going in ADP. I'm watching where everyone is drafting him, and I like him way better than you all do. So he's my sleeper because that means he's better than what you think. So I think he's a sleeper. And I think my uh, fantasy bust 
that I'm going to go with, and I hate to do this because I really like the player in 2019. But, you know, the one thing you have to learn with evaluating baseball players is like the stock market. You better freaking change your opinion when the player tells you you better change your opinion or the stock tells you you better change your opinion. I, I haven't seen it from Makata since 2019. I think he's going to bust again. I'm going to go Mankata and, oh, by the way, any of their catchers. Any of their catchers. No love for Yasmani Grandal. You heard it here, folks. That's going to do it for our coverage of the Chicago White Sox. As always, we appreciate you uh, joining us and listening to uh, to these front office insights. We hope it helps you with your fantasy baseball drafts.